Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, people will forget the little details as time goes on, but Harrison Butker missed a field goal early in the game and is someone who roots against the Eagles with everything I've got. I was nervous that, oh, don't, don't miss a chip shot. That was a very exciting game. Unfortunately, decided ultimately, it was ended by the refs. Yeah, we have secret agents on both sides. We have James Bradbury. He's with us. He Giants? Admitted, yep, he admitted to it being a holding, which yes. it was. It was the right call. I and mean, on the and, other side? And the other side, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Like, who couldn't find the field with us, but all of a sudden he has a touchdown and he's making huge plays on a punt return. So in a way, you know, it, it works. The Giants decided the Super yes. Bowl. Yes. Right. Open up an investigation. Speaking <laughs> of Giants and Super Bowls, how about a two-time Super Bowl champ with us for the next 30 minutes? A man who, by Brandon Jacobs, you think I got love for this dude? Plus, he's into the fights and everything. Every the man after my own heart. I love it all. Brandon Jacobs, <laughs> the man who told us the Giants are going to win 10 games this year. They almost did it. But, look, this game itself, Brandon, the Super Bowl, I feel like I'm, I'm happy about the Eagles fans' pain. I, I like it. I root for it. But if I'm an Eagles fan right now, I'm salty as hell about the end of that game. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, if you look at it, you know, I mean – the ball was not catchable. He wasn't going to catch it even if he never touched him. He, you know, he wasn't going to get there. I mean, the guy came out of the route real slow, so he wasn't going to get there. So, But, I mean, he showed a little tug. So, I mean, you got to call it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You got to call it. I mean, it shows on TV that everybody saw it, that that little hand on the hip that, you know, they would call that a pass interference. Yeah, he, he wasn't going to get there, but I guess – when it's not down the field and it's right there within that five-yard rule, they had to call it. It was too egregious. They had to call it. I probably wouldn't have made that call if I was a ref, knowing that, like you said about Juju, he's not sudden quickness in and out of the break. It didn't impede him from getting up the field. Uh, Brandon, when you look at when you look at the situation, how well did Patrick Mahomes play, even though he had a little bit of a boo-boo, on his ankle in the first half. Patrick Mahomes played great. Uh, I can't take nothing away from Pat. He came out. He had been hurting, you know, uh, last three or four weeks. I mean, last two or three weeks, he had been, you know, having all kind of injuries. He 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 actually had an elbow as well that nobody really knew about. Um, you know, so he showed a lot of toughness. I thought he had, you know, played a game from his back. I thought Philadelphia uh, defensive line to be on him, have him running for his life. You know, a uh, big shout-out to the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. They played a great game. They kept their quarterback standing, done a great job. And, uh, you know, and, and Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes-like things. So he played great. See, well, Brandon, like, you know, we're watching the game last time. I'm like, man, these are moments when I feel like legendary things occur for certain players, right? Obviously, seeing him before the half, grimace on the sideline about the ankle being, you know, grabbed again on a tackle. And then coming back and talking about, like, talk to me a little bit about this Philly defense. I know Philly fans get angry about it, but it seems like they apply pressure in the first half. And then the second half, if you want to call that scheming by Andy Reid, I mean, he just, they made things Adjustments. It felt like their adjustments after that 30-minute halftime show just felt like everything skewed back towards the way. What adjustments? Well, just, I mean, some of the, just the plays are at a score. I mean, Sky Moore scoring an easy touchdown, Kadarius Tony being wide open in the flat. It just seemed like those guys were wide open. Am I off? No, I mean, it's definitely um, 
adjustments that they did not make. The Philadelphia Eagles, you know, came. They went in the second half the same way they went in the first half. We're going to be physical. We're going to come off the ball. You know, they never tried to create a lot of one-on-one blocks by blitzing. They never tried to do any of that, you know, let the good defensive linemen be, uh, you know, one-on-one. I didn't see a whole bunch of that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would I'm really, you know, I'm really disappointed in the way the Philadelphia Eagles defense uh, played in this game. What could they have done better? What could they have done better? They could have gotten to Patrick Mahomes, and they could have made some adjustments coming into the second half. To, you know, to try, you know, I guess to try to single up your, you know, your main rushers, and and they didn't do that at all. You see, I thought they should have challenged the receivers a little bit more, but you know, what do I know? What do you mean? What do you know? You yeah, won a Super Bowl. Know? Y'all know. Y'all both won Super Bowls. Right. You know a no, lot I'm more just saying. Know. Like, what? What? What do I know? I mean, I'm like they should challenge them and get in their face and get up on them and press them and, and make them beat them, especially when you don't have a Tyree Hill out there. I mean, you know, I'm not worried about Juju going over the top. Trust me. I agree and with so, that as well. I definitely yeah, agree get up with that on as well. them, man. Get in. The, get up on them. Because if you press them, because if you press them at the line, you know that. The quarterback got to help, you know, he got to hold on to the ball just a tad bit longer, and then your defensive line may be, you know, they've been able to get there. But, it be, you know, like between that and then, you know, uh, just the lack of, you know, getting to the quarterback, I don't know. I was very disappointed in the Philadelphia Eagles. And it did seem like the Chiefs did a better job of containing Jalen Hurts in the second half too. But, BJ, I got to tell you, man, like he is one of the – he's one of the best leaders in all sports. There's nothing that makes me not have confidence – in Jalen Hurts after watching him play healthy this year? Well, he's done it. You know, he's been there. You know, he's been there the game. He's lost the game. Uh, you know, people say, oh, well, that's just college. That's just college. He got put on the bench, you know, transferred to another school, played well there. Uh, he's been around, and he's been, you know, the guy that, you know, guys, you know, follow and, and brought into playing with, and he's been successful, every, you know, you know, since he's been playing football. Um, so you can't take nothing away from Jalen. He came in. Now, I'll tell you this. Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes in this football game, and it wasn't close. Well, in the first half, but then Mahomes, Brandon, came out and played winning football in the second half. He made good throws. He didn't make any. Like, really, the game comes down to a fumble, right? Jalen Hurts turned the ball over. Mahomes didn't. And that really decided the game. But while we're talking about Mahomes, Brandon Jacobs, it is my contention that to be called the MJ of a sport is not just, oh, you're the greatest ever, right? To me, that's you put your eyes on a dude right from jump and you go, oh, wait a minute, this looks different. Then you look down at the numbers and you go, damn, that tells me what my eyes are seeing. Then you look at the team and you go, he's winning more than anybody else. And Mahomes, through the first five years as a starter in his career, is doing that more than any quarterback who ever lived so far. I'm not saying he's the MJ of football. I'm saying he's got a shot to be the first one. They've never really been in that. It's like the sport doesn't lend itself to a dude like that. But so far, he's kind of on that trajectory. Your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes and where he fits into the all quarterbacks you've seen? I can't put him there yet. I can't put him there yet. Uh, he still has a loss. Um, you know, he, he he lost in you know championship games to teams like the Bengals and you know last season. Um, he's on his way though. I can't take nothing you know away from Mahomes. But a lot of these guys, man, you know, with these postseason wins, I mean that that you know that. I think that's really strong. So I don't know right now if I can really put him there because he only have two Super Bowls. Um, but uh, that no, not but, there but, yet. But is he on his like? But, you know what but I mean? see, Brandon, whenever somebody makes mention of MJ to me, I'm like, that's the entire 
package, man. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's Nike getting that's Nike getting behind you, turning you into a global icon. Like you winning it's the six championships, six and zero oh in the NBA Finals. Like so, for me, I, I I can see you making a case that the first five years of his career have him higher ranked than where Jordan was because Jordan didn't win in his first five years in the league. No, I gotta stay. I gotta stay right at the quarterback market. But that, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, stay though, with Key, the quarterback. Like, stay, right right stay right with the quarterback. Well, where he is now, and right. then when you start to look at the QBs, mm-hmm. he certainly has separated himself, Brandon, from Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Just like he's separate. Like Peyton he's got Manning, a, he's Tom got a Brady, huge gap everyone. in between all of these dudes. That's the way I gotta look at it. He's chasing Joe Montana. At this point, that's who he's chasing. He's chasing Joe. He ain't chasing Tom Brady. He's chasing Joe. When he get to four, now he can start talking about Tom Brady because of the longevity standpoint of it. I don't see four, though. I I don't see that being able to go because that contract, you know, Guys being up always hurt good football teams and every, you know, it always hurt good teams. Man, he got two already, though. He has two already, but I think there's a, you know, a few guys on that team that has to be paid. And, and, and we're going to see how they handle that. Yeah, but Kansas City's always taking care of their guys. Even they took care of Tyreek, but they moved on from Tyreek because they felt like they didn't want to invest more money in him when they had to worry about worry about whatever cap situations is coming up. But they also felt as though they could get it done a different way rather than explosive plays all the time. They can methodically move down the field and take 10 play drives instead of four play drives and be right back where they were and winning the Super Bowl. So, no, I understand what you're saying. The money thing could play a part in this down the line. But right now, Andy Reid coming back, I mean, four ain't far away. That's only two. That's only two. And Keith Beach, I mean, they got 11 draft picks coming up in this year's draft, man. I mean, they they – they do a really good job of pinpointing talent. But I, I, let, let's circle back. Let's leave MJ out of it because I don't want to go down that road. Okay? <laughs> you went back, you yeah, went went back to that I, again, that's why, Max. That's, wait, wait. That's you why, went back to this again. That's why I, I think there's a strong out. case he's on that trajectory. But I want to go back to something Key said. Brandon, Key said, I don't know, Brandon, you don't want to get us to get out ahead of our skis on Mahomes. I get it. But Key just said he separated himself from Josh Allen and these guys. He been done that. Let's talk about... Well, not in the form of the media. No, he didn't. The media had Josh Allen ahead of him. In my analysis, he already did. But but here's what I would say. If you look at any quarterback who ever lived through his first five seasons, Key, I get you, he's chasing Montana and then Brady if he ever gets there. But right now, I don't see anyone through five seasons who's done what Mahomes has done. And in fact, even if you take it for its career, if you combine the level of play with the team's success... I don't really have anyone ahead of him other than Brady and, and Montana but right see, now. But, but, but mm. see, Brandon, the problem that I have with stuff like that, what Max is talking about, mm. Justin Herbert might win the next two damn Super Bowls. All right. Well, so when you, when, you, when, you, when, when you stack up numbers, numbers are only numbers. And now you start packaging up his numbers, and he win the next two Super Bowls, then what? How about he the way right he there went, with Patrick Mahomes. How about the way he yeah. looks, plus all the Super Bowls? Brandon, last word. What does he look like? I was like, well, I can't imagine winning two more. I'm like, I never really imagined Eli winning two, to be real with you. That's true. Me either, but we won two. Yeah, I know. Agree. We won two. Facts, though, Brandon. I get it. I, I agree. Against Tom Brady. I agree. Against yeah. the greatest team ever. Tell Tom him, terrific. Tom hey, terrific. Listen, all right, even if you don't think that Mahomes is on a GOAT trajectory, Brandon will explain coming up why one player on the field last night already proved he is the GOAT. Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. If you look at any quarterback who ever lived through his first five seasons, I don't really have anyone ahead of him other than Brady and, and Montana but right see, now. I don't know right now if I can really put him there because he only has two Super Bowls. I mean, Peyton's only got two Super Bowls, and he, you know, he certainly wasn't the reason for the Super Bowl the second time. Rodgers got one. Favre got one. Breeze got one. Elway's got two at the end. It was about the run game. I mean, not that many guys on that level where you get the eyeball test and you go, damn, and they got two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. Brandon Jacobs, two-time Super Bowl champion, is with us. Brandon, so as we went into break, the Mahomes question aside, you believe there was a player on the field last night that is the indisputably the GOAT at his position. Who is it? There's no question, and that's Mr. Travis Travis Kelsey. He's always been there. You look at him, if you follow his career week in, week out, the guy has been the, the go-to guy for Patrick Mahomes. He has been everything the uh, Kansas City Chiefs want in the middle of the football field, makes big plays. He's always there, always around the football, always making great blocks, always having something to do with some sort of success for the Kansas City Chiefs. I got to give it to him. I don't see another tight end out there. Uh, you know, Gronk is probably close to him, but I don't see another tight end out there that has done some of the things he's done. No, you, you're right. In, in the start of the season, you know, the producers was asking me about the loss of Tyreek Hill. And one of the first things I told him, Brandon, I said, look, man, I understand SportsCenter and I understand Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all of the splash plays, the woo-wows, the whippy woo doos all of that, the snack crackle pop. But the passing game goes through this dude, Travis Kelsey. And oh, you're crazy. You're just hating. No, I'm just trying to tell you the reality of what the Kansas City Chiefs do on offense. No matter what it is, you cannot slow him down. If you vice him, you double him, you stack with two re- defenders, the one thing that they could do, and I don't think people want to do it, is you got to vice him at the point of attack with two guys. Like he's a gunner to disrupt him because if you give him free access, he's going to kilt you, K-I-L-T. <laughs> he does a lot, man. I mean, week in, week out, the guy is available. He's there. The middle of the football field is a dangerous part of the football field for Listen, the guy is there. He finds holes. He catches – man, Yak is crazy. You know, 
You always have to catch the guy. You know, he's hard to bring down. 6'5", 250, 60 pounds, somewhere around there. You know, athletic run, great routes. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for Travis Kelsey, man. He's the tight end goat. Brandon, There's t- no question. Tell me a little bit about, because obviously he's the main target, right? And he's one of their main weapons. But how much of scheming comes into play here? Because I heard him say the other day, look, I got I got one of the greatest schemers of all time, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy on the sideline. They always going to find a way to get me open. Well, yeah, you know, you call them plays and you see, you know, a lot of teams that play zone against the Kansas City Chiefs, that's when uh, uh, Travis Kelsey have his biggest games because you leave a lot of holes in the middle of the field, you know, uh, like a lot of zones. That's him, you know, catching the ball in space with a linebacker covering him. Like, I mean, it don't get no easier than that, you know. And then they put him out to the slot. He runs routes on safeties and stuff like that. Guys that he's way bigger than, I mean – it's a win-win situation. It's a win-win. Either man or zone is not really too much that you can do to slow him down unless they, you say put two guys they, on him and vice him at the line and throw yeah, him off. Yeah, they do, they do a tremendous job in formating him in the formations and putting him in situations to take advantage of it. But you can do that with anybody, right, Jay? It's just like in basketball. I can take anybody and tell them to dribble the ball up the court. But when they cross – the other side, can they realize, do they realize, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to get open here, I got to pass the ball there, or are they going to bounce it all the way to the last second and then pass it to somebody? You know, In Travis Kelsey's situation, he's running routes like Brandon says. He's setting dudes up. He running shallow cross, man. He makes the dude ride the hump. Everybody can run a shallow cross, but if you don't make the dude ride the hump, which means I'm so close to my – so close to my – uh, of the receiver coming the opposite way that I almost look like I'm running into him, but I slide right off of him. My defender now has to go all the way around and ride the hump. Everybody can't do that because they're not smart enough to do that. You know what I'm saying, Jay? They just run. They'll make. They'll run into the dude, and it'll be a a, a, a Keystone Cop moment. That's exactly what it'll be. But he's so smart. Not just his playing ability, but being able to do those things. Hey, there was a graphic after the game, which I thought was telling, because a lot of times you see these, we're bombarded with graphics and stats, they don't mean anything. But when you see a list of Super Bowl touchdowns, and the, and the list is, or was it playoff touchdowns, and the list is Montana and Jerry Rice, right? Come on, man, we're talking about the greatest of all time at both positions at one point in time. Brady and Gronk, most successful tandems ever and Mahomes and Kelsey, right? Like, we're just talking about Montana and Brady as the only guys that I – whatever. Those are the targets for Mahomes, and I think he's starting to get past everyone but those guys. But that's – they got crime partners. Jerry Rice was the GOAT. Gronkowski was an incredible tandem with Brady, and now this tandem is up there with those guys, Brandon, it seems to me. Brandon, he easily better than Tony Gonzalez? Oh, easily. Easily. Oh, man, it ain't close. It's not close. Because he's more athletic, he does he do more things in the passing game. He has more skills. You know, the guy is super skillful for a big tight end like that. Tony Gonzalez, I, I respect him. Tony was crazy athletic. He, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, Tony's different a, different yeah, athletics though, Jay. Yeah, I hear different. Travis Kelsey played like a receiver. Yeah. And and, and, and Tony Gonzalez didn't play quite like a receiver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have this dude got some of this, and when you Rick got this, yeah. you got that. And you 260 pounds and you six whatever, 
That's Six different. Five. Tony yeah. was Tony Six is Hall five. of Fame first ballot. He called a lot yeah. of balls, but that wiggle different though. That yeah. wiggle different. It's just some of our Travis's wiggle. He got a little bit more of a basketball wiggle to him, huh? Yeah, it changes everything, man. His, he the, plays like a receiver, man. He so, really so, does. So let's talk about coaching for a second. Because and he's fresh too. If you talk about the greatest tandems, let's let's add the third element here, which might be the first is the coaching. Right, Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. That was the goat trio until it's challenged by Tom Brady. Bill Belichick, and if you want to take a third guy, you could put Gronkowski in there because that was Brady's favorite target, or at least his most potent target for a while. And now you got Andy Reid with these two guys. We mentioned Andy Reid and his greatness as a coach. What does this do for him, you think, Brandon? I mean, Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach. That's easy. That's an easy decision that everyone should be able to make. It shouldn't be you know, rocket science to be able to figure that one out. He's been there. He's put his team. He he was successful as a coach when he was in Philly, doing great things in Philly. I've been the guy on the other side of the field that had to play against Andy Reid my whole time with the Giants. So, I mean, I, I've, I've seen the way Andy Reid coached and make adjustments and put his players in a position to do what they need to do. He is a coach that get his players to buy in to do what they need to do. You know, like I said on the show last night, he's the type of coach when it's 100 degrees outside in training camp and you finish stretch and you get ready to do special teams, and he's the type of coach that will call you up and like, you know, listen, guys, it's really hot out here, so let's go in, you know, let's watch practice from this morning, and let's just uh, take a rain check on the rest of the day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. But when it gets hard, and you know, and, and the schedule is full, and, and you got all of these drills, and it's super hot, and the guys don't want to do it, they, they do what they need to do for Andy, because Andy throw them bones. He's a great coach. He know how to communicate with, with his players. I mean, it's not too much you know, bad that you can say about Andy. 64 years old. Man, I didn't realize he was that young. I thought yeah. I thought he was close. I thought he was closer to seventy. So he's got at least another. He's got at least another five years of coaching in him. Yeah. Why would he walk away? He's obviously having saying. fun. He's great at it, and he's got Patrick Mahomes. It, it, win, winning this Absolutely. Super Bowl, winning this Super Bowl, is is big because he, you know, he was he had one, and he was going to a lot of championship games, a lot of playoffs, and developing a lot of players, and he was a quarterback whisper. You, he would sneeze on you, Jay. If you was a, a bum of a quarterback, he sneezed on you. All of a sudden, you go get paid. You go to him for a year and a half, you become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. No, seriously. Just look at the list. Some of them dudes, man, you'd be like, huh? I remember they drafted Kevin Cobb from Houston. I think we went to Houston. They drafted Corn on the Cobb. Then all of a sudden, dude had like one half a season. He was the highest, hottest quarterback free agent market. He went to Arizona. They gave him a check. It lasted all of about a week. They gave him a big check, though. Over with LeBron yeah. James are coaching like Brandon, the Matthew Delvadova and people. Yeah, right. Getting exactly. Paid. Getting everyone. Yeah. Brandon, thank you for sitting in with us this morning. Hey, Appreciate thanks for it. having me. Thanks for having me. All right, cool Brandon experience. Jacobs. There are some. There are some athletes in New York that never have to buy a drink if I'm around. I'll tell you that much, man. Oh, do do you ain't never around though? Do fans? You ain't buying nobody no drinks. Going out. Yeah, you never go out ever. Well, that's why I can say that. Cheap ass Max. Well, I don't know where you got cheap from. All right, listen. Brandon Jacobs, ladies and gentlemen. Look, people want to talk about a lot of stuff. The flag at the end of that game that basically – Oh, okay. Look, all right. I'm glad you said oh, – you I'm, glad like, you, uh, yeah, I'm glad you uh, said the flag at the end of the game. Yeah. Because at first you just said the flag. I'm like, hey, listen, hold on. That basically ended the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> place in history. Jalen Hurts' place in the hierarchy of quarterbacks – Right now, Keyshawn J. Willemax, 888-SAY-ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. If you look at any quarterback who ever lived through his first five seasons, I don't really have anyone ahead of him other than Brady and, and Montana but right see, now. I don't know right now if I can really put him there because he only has two Super Bowls. Yeah, two separate things there. One is his trajectory. He's ahead of everyone through five seasons. And then two is, has he accomplished enough already to be past some all-time greats? I think the answer is yes. I think the only guys really, when I look at it, who I take over him at this moment like that. are Brady and Montana. And I'm not saying that their peaks, they're better than him. I'm saying they just accomplished so much. Will Shields, by the way, Key brings this up. Our, our offensive line on this show, for guests, is bananas. We got, we got not only the first string, we got a second all-pro team at the offensive line. Right now, Will Shields, former Chiefs guard, pro football, Hall of Famer, and what I always look at, not just the 12 Pro Bowls, how many times were you all-pro? Seven times you're all-pro? It's not even a real thing. Will Shields, ladies and gentlemen, morning. Hey, guys. How you doing this morning? Good, man. Doing good, I, I, Recovering from yesterday. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I think I slept the whole two hours, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will, when you look at that late penalty call in the game on Juju, you know, little nice grab and tug and pull back on his route, what did you make of that? Did you, like, is it obviously you wanted to go in Kansas City's favor, but – did you really look at it and say to yourself, well, they probably shouldn't have called that? It, it goes back and forth. I mean, you, you think about it, there was one in the first quarter I was going, they should have called it, and this one they should You know, it goes back and forth. You never want your game to be determined by one little thing, and, and I think there's a lot of key points. As you know, when you play the game, 
there's a lot of things that go on when you, you know, that happen in the game that you just basically are trying to figure out, okay, is this the play? Is that the play? Nobody knows what would have happened if he didn't call it, if there would have been something that could have made, you know, those yards up at that time either. So, I mean, it was a key key factor at that point because it actually was called. But it was one of those, eh, you could go either way. I mean, it, it was, but it wasn't. But, at the, you know, you miss one, you catch one. You know, you really don't want to deter- determine the game. But it, it's part of it. That, that's part of playing the game. You know, we're not talking about fumbles. We're not talking about all the other pieces of the game that made a big, you know, big impact. But it's the one that impacted the end of the game when the teams fought to get back to be even. We got your mic uh, screwed up again, Jay. Uh, so when you look when you look at it, Will, besides that one, what was the biggest takeaway in the game? You know, for me, the biggest takeaway was watching the O-line play, the back and forth between the O and D line, because that was one of those things that I had a big concern with is trying to figure out, you know, it, which line was going to win the battle up front. And where they're going to be able to give him enough time so that he could get things to happen. And I think, you know, they held up pretty well on the offensive line to give him enough time to do things. Yeah, he did get hit a couple of times. But still, you know, they, they did really well with, with that front eight of Philly. Will Shields, former Chiefs guard, Pro Football Hall of Famer, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Will, when you look at, and, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you have one season with Montana, or you came right when he retired? No, I had I had one season with Montana. We went to the championship game and played Buffalo in Buffalo. Okay, yeah, that was your yeah, rookie that, year, right? <clears throat> yeah, that was my rookie year. So when you look at the one year that you – you obviously know Joe Montana's career, things of that nature, and now you've seen Patrick Mahomes. You had the one year with uh, Smoking Joe. Where do you place Patrick Mahomes in the – the history of the quarterback position in a short time period, I would say. Yeah, see, that's the hard part. It's, it's that short time period piece. When you have a guy that, you know, he was in his, what, 13, 14, 15th year or whatever that was, it's still like it was that. Um, and being, you know, watching his history of how many times that he was in, you know, an opportunity in the big game and then seeing what Patrick Mahomes doing, I think it's a similar path. And I think one of those things about it is being excited to see how many more that he can pull off and put a team around him to make it happen where he is the key cog to make the engine go. They're similar. I mean, there's things that we saw Joe do in practice that we didn't think he could do in games. And I think it's the same magic that's happening right now with Patrick Mahomes. You know, there's been those talks about, oh, man, you should see this kid and see what he's doing in practice. And until you see it in the game, you, you don't believe it. And he's been able to pull it off. Well, we just had Brandon Jacobs on the show, obviously Super Bowl champion, and he labeled Travis Kelsey as the GOAT from the tight end position uh, because of where his resume, how cemented it is, and where is it going from this point on. How, how would you view Travis Kelsey? You know, I think it's unique to have Travis. You know, we, we call you know certain players – a talented, and some players are unicorns. And he's a unicorn, man. He's one of those guys that, you know, he's a hybrid between a tight end and a wide receiver. Uh, but also the transition of the game of how you can make him do things and run things and all the routes are a little different than, you know, as we say, as we learn more, we get better. And as the game gets more, you know, in, in detail-wise, 
you know, he's amazing. So I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, he's going to have a hard time trying to figure out other guys that's just as good as he's going to be because they have the good feel. you got good chemistry. It makes it happen. You know, I, I talk about the difference between better and greater. Like, of course, athletes get better and better and better because as Will Shields, former Chiefs uh, guard and pro football Hall of Famer, by the way, just pointed out, you, you build on what came before you. Knowledge gets greater. The play gets sharper, the whole thing. But so there's the better thing, right, Will? But there's also the greater thing, which is really you can't hold it against guys that there was less knowledge previously because what they did paved no. the way. So, but, but greater is different to me. You know, like Jesse Owens wouldn't be a top 10 sprinter today based on the time. We measure that objectively. And yet he's greater. It's not like the 10th best guy in the world now is greater than Jesse Owens. That would be ridiculous. So in terms of better, that's one thing. But in terms of greater in their era, where would you put Travis Kelsey? Well, in his era, you know, right now he is the best of the best. I mean, everyone else is sort of playing catch-up. I mean, you know, of course you have, you know, the different size barriers between him and Gronk and different guys. They all have their attributes. But I'm just saying, Kelsey right now, you know, he's, he's setting the tone for everyone else to sort of catch up with and try to figure out how to be just as good as he is. And that's what you call being that transitional player. You know, you, you don't know you're good until the coach actually walks up and tells you, hey, I'm looking for four more just like you, you know, to make sure that my line is the best that can be or whatever it is or my wide receiver can be the best or my tight end. If I can find one more to replace you, man, we'd really, really, really be good. Uh, and that's part of the, you know, that's where you see it. It's, you know, people start talking that route, then you know that you're the best at what you do. Well, well I was sitting here thinking as you was talking about the best at what you can do. Willie Rofe, Will Shields, and Tony Gonzalez was all on the line together. Three first ballot Hall of Famers. One dude is a tight end tackle in a guard. That's, I, y'all, I know dang on well y'all quarterbacks didn't get sacked that much. Couldn't have. It's impossible. When you sit up and you think about what they do from an offensive line standpoint, when you look at Patrick Mahomes being able to run around and throw the football hobbled when a couple years ago the offensive line was an issue – did they fix that offensive line? I think they did. They went out and found some young guys in the middle that, you know, are solidifying the inside, and they got some guys outside that are doing a great job. And then, the, you know, the, the most important part about being in line is trusting each other and being able to help each other. And that's whether if you have a back coming chip or whatever. And I think they did a great job of being able to sort of put those pieces in place to help out across the board of where, what the disadvantage pieces that – you know, coming into the game, everyone was saying that was going to be there. And I think that's the great thing about having great coaches, but also knowing what they need. Will Shields, former Chiefs guard and pro football Hall of Famer. Appreciate you jumping on with us this morning. All right, Will. Thanks, guys. I appreciate right. it. Have a great one. All right, Thank people you. want to weigh in on this I feel game. protected. They want to talk about the conditions on the field. They want to talk about the late – call that was ticky-tack that really ended the Super Bowl. They want to talk about Mahomes all-time. Justin Fe- Justin Fields. Justin uh, Justin Fields. I said it twice. Uh, Justin uh, Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Because <laughs> I said field. Jalen Hurts and his position in the NFL right now. So that's what's coming up. Your calls 888-SAY-ESPN+. Plus, by the way, at 915, we're going to talk to a former NFL official who will tell us if the refs made the right call. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I wish that fans would actually try to take a class and make these real, like, in-game decisions on the fly. Like, I know that we have 9,000 cameras and that we'll come back and we'll review every single call. And then we want to always talk about the one call that refs didn't get right. Nobody wants to praise the refs for all the calls they got right. You just kill them for the one they got wrong. And now all of a sudden we have a ref problem. Like, I see it in the NBA and in the NFL. Come on, man. One of these callers gonna call in Jay and say, "I wish you could uh, change a tire on the side of the road, Jay." I mean, I mean, I mean look, Key, <laughs> I'll be the first one to tell you. I mean, national championship game, I literally jumped on the back of Jason Gardner. I jumped on his back. They didn't call nothing. It's not my job. You dared him, Jay. It's not my job. Y- y'all got to make the calls, not me. Y'all make the call. I'm probably sitting on the sideline in yeah, foul refs trouble. Refs Arizona make, refs- wins the game, but they don't. Refs at times, as I've little, always said, you know, they can, no, it's not that. It's just they, they, they're out there seeing things in live time, right? And you, I've been in situations, I was playing in Cincinnati. We were playing in Cincinnati. It was like third and about 24. I ran a comeback, and I literally, Jay, in front of Cincinnati's bench, I took my two hands and shoved the dude on the ground, the referee – Ball thrown, caught the referee just like, first down, come on, move the chains. I mean, it, it was like a bit arbitrary. What, whatever the hell he was looking at, I have no idea. That, that's why it seems like Eagles fans right now, if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be out of my mind. And because as Anthony Gargano said, it's one thing to lose, and you're still under you're, – you're, you're probably going to lose the game even if that call doesn't go against you because you're But losing. they stopped them, though. They would have had a, yeah, no, no, a field you, goal. But you would have a chance – and to have that chance taken away on a ticky-tack call, if I was an Eagles fan, I'd lose it. Because what you just said, Key, it seems arbitrary. Like sometimes a big call, and it, and it, and it feels like it affects the fortunes of, the, the, of, of an entire well, think about the Minnesota. think about the Minnesota-New Orleans game. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, and you think about the – well, no, I'm sorry, the Ram game. Uh-huh. That was the one that happened before the guy closed his eyes in the Minnesota game. But the Ram game, you would think, that the referee's eyes go straight to the what's happening, and all of a sudden, he didn't see anything. He just he didn't see anything. We would say, well, how could he miss that? It's in the open. But maybe he didn't see it because he wasn't looking exactly where we thought he should have been looking. Right. He was looking somewhere else. A lot to do well, in real way, time. So, so, like with the LeBron James foul call and Jason Tatum, I were talking to two referees when I called the Louisville game, and he said one guy who was on the baseline – couldn't see it because the backboard, the bottom of the backboard, in the way, so he couldn't have a vision on it. And the guy on the sideline didn't see it because Jason Tatum was over the top of him from the sideline. 
So they didn't really have Looked eyes Look at me on, on the sideline. He had his eyes dead on it, but maybe That's not. That's what I would think. Right? Okay. But, but Jason Tatum's back blocked him out. Yes, exactly. That's what I was telling Jay when we brought it up a couple weeks ago. I'm like, the guy standing underneath the basket looks like he could see it, but if you got the bottom of the backboard, back just like Jay just said, yep. you don't see where he got hit. You might have seen the finish, and you've seen the French roll come off the glass, and that was pretty French much it. Roll. What is it that was called? In Colorado, English. you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, first of all, love the show. Um, I want to talk about the referees. The referees, everybody's giving them crap and everything about missed calls and all of that right there. But until these fans and everything go out and they actually referee a game, they don't know what it's like and everything. It's my not. Whole, it's not easy. All Your family's refs. <laughs> Tell my, my whole entire family is all referees. I got my nephew out there refereeing games. I had fans come out of the out of the stands and everything and attack him. Um. And that's what I tell people and everything all the time. Go out and try to referee a game and everything, and you will understand what it's like and everything. You got a, you got uh, they, a six they or seven-year-old kid? 90% of the calls right. I agree. It, what, you got a six sorry, or seven-year-old kid? Out, you got a six or seven-year-old kid? Go referee his basketball game, this, a football game. This is See how many times like, you get cursed out by, by the family members. This is not a beer league gamer AAU. This is the last two minutes of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm with Pat on this one. I'm with Pat on this one. It's it's you're you're ostensibly watching, supposedly watching the best in the world, right? This is not. It's very difficult. Oh no goodness. one's saying it's not difficult. Just like when you guys like, man, you know how difficult it is to do with these basketball players, football players. Don't. Yes, we accept that because this is the highest possible level ever, right? That's what we're and watching. That's the same thing for referees. Yeah. It's very difficult, but it's subjective. It's, it's still subjective it's still difficult for them to call. What games. is subjective? The call. Yes, it is subjective. Sub- and by the way, by the way, by the way. So also the guy who. Had the call on him, say yes, I was holding. So like, what? what? Well, that's post game. He didn't walk yeah. up to him during the game. We're like, yeah, I was holding. Good call, right? It was of technically, it was technically holding. But I think you do have to ask yourself. No, it was affect, holding. Ain't no technically. But he pulled him. Right. But what, what, did it affect the play? So how about no, no? But it, it's play? not. Russell, it, it doesn't. Michael Jordan, the push off. Was that offensive foul? Yeah. 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 Right, exactly. it did, so they it didn't, for, but it was ticky tack, just like this. But they, so they didn't call. But it, it didn't impede him from going and getting the football because he wouldn't have got the football. Like but it was not. It was not called downfield. <laughs> it was called at the point right there yeah. when he tried to whip out of it, and Bradbury pulled him to keep him close. Yeah, he wouldn't have never caught up to that ball. No, but but if that would have happened, you know, at the five yard line or something like that. Then you could see you it it would have been more like egregious because you would have been like oh he could have caught that ball, but when it happens right here you got to make that call. The only way I could be happy is this would have happened to the Cowboys. Dennis in Delaware, quickly go. <laughs> thanks for taking hey thanks for taking my call. Hey Keyshawn, that grass they the NFL um, they they joined forces with the PGA, so that grass was best for playing golf on, not football. They spent two years growing it at a local uh, Phoenix sod farm. The grass is called Bermuda. It grows sideways. That's why there was no traction. And then when they put the silly paint on it, uh, it was like an ice skating rink. It's like they designed it to be like an ice skating rink. Exactly. What are you designing? Why are you designing something to be slippery? All right. 
That's enough out of Dennis from Delaware. Does a former Eagles defensive back believe the refs got it right? Poor Dennis. Nah, that's fine. That's fine. Dennis is in it. I feel like Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.